0: You're listening to Two Beers Until Phrenesis, a philosophy podcast by students and graduates. Whether you've never heard of philosophy or have a philosophy PhD, we hope you enjoy these conversations as we discuss some of life's big questions over a few beers. Enjoy.
1: So, hey, hey, shall I I open with a quote? Have you got um, a quote? Kabat-Zinn. John Kabat-Zinn. Yeah, yeah, do it, do it. Sorry, so, so, right, so his definition of mindfulness, right, so this is from his introduction, his his mindfulness for beginners thing, is it's paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, non-judgmentally. And so that was his definition, and essentially he was one of the... There was, there was multiple people before him that actually brought mindfulness into the West, and it, to be honest, it's kind of hard to chase the breadcrumbs all the way back to when mindfulness started to become a thing.
0: Yeah, well, I mean... Um, that's that's the difficult thing. That's the thing you really have to do with a lot of these religious ideas. But yeah, um, what's his name? Mahasi Sayador. He was one of the other guys. John kabat is one of the first to really bring it because it it's part of a larger context of just bringing loads of Eastern ideas into uh, Britain and America and the rest of the West. Like during the 60s, there was this massive explosion of these ideas. And with, I mean, we're still sort of seeing it um, with things like ninjutsu coming across in like TV just like, like kids programs and shit yeah. like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and shit yeah. and f- fucking Power Rangers to a, to a lesser extent but before that like the explosion in popularity of like um, Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan and stuff and uh, you know the Beatles getting into all their shit all their fucking hippie dip yeah thing. I
1: suppose yeah it was sort of around the 60s wasn't it but cause yeah. I, I know that like most of the people before Cabots zinn well, there was one guy whose name I can't remember. It was like Bertrand was or something, you know. Bertrand, Bertie. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's call him Bertie. I can't remember his name. <laughs> there was there was multiple people who were sort of both like basically Buddhists who were just starting to bring these ideas into the West in more of a Buddhist context. Um, and as far as I can tell, Kabat-Zinn was the first person to actually start formalising it into what was then became MBSR.
2: Who's is John Kabat that that um is he that Headspace guy? Headspace, aren't they like a prog band? Yeah, is no, he, is, Headspace is is, an he, app. is he that app geezer? Because I've heard him say that, where he's like just like monetizing <laughs> breathing. Yeah, a friend of mine has
1: Headspace. Oh, so is that it, It's like Cabot in? is it? Headspace. It's based on the ideas oh, that he's brought. I'm pretty sure it isn't Cabot because Cabot's in as far as I as far as I can tell is a pretty sound guy, but yeah. um, mid forties anyway. He was born.
2: Oh no, he's no, he's not that old. This guy's about twenty, and he did a TED talk. He, he was like juggling fucking lemons. So he's, yeah,
1: he's one of the first people to
0: present it in a way that's accessible to the layman, um, which hadn't really been done a lot in because mindfulness before that had been wrapped up and there's a. Big problem in Buddhism of uh, monasticism. The monks are the only people that get access to knowledge and stuff. I mean, it's a problem with all religions, but, um, yeah, it's, it, it, so it's part of borrowing ideas from the East into the West. And also
1: this, this whole idea of, um, it's like in doctor strange where he's not allowed to like read the s- secret books yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> until he gets really woke. So, but that So that was also <laughs>
0: happening in the East at the same time you had, um, lay people getting access to texts. So it's the combination of both that brought mindfulness in. But yeah, so mindfulness in its more traditional uh, context is, it has a number of translations. And you get this problem of what's called Orientalism, which is taking ideas from the East and using a sort of Western lexicon, Western ideas and typology and and ways of approaching ideas. So um, example would be when we call Hinduism, Hinduism, We've already made a mistake there of really thinking that it's something homogenous. It's yeah, something singular,
1: isotropic thing. Exactly, rises.
0: and um, we project a lot of uh, Judeo-Christian ideas onto those Eastern religions, and fundamentally, they're they're probably totally different. To we've got we've inherited the wrong language for this kind of thing. But some of the the very earliest uh, translations are things like awareness. Um, so, so
2: you mean they have a word for awareness which
1: doesn't translate? The our word for awareness well that, that was that was one of the things i came across when reading the kabat stuff was actually he was saying a lot of the translations from stuff like the buddhist dharma and stuff like that weren't quite right and people would often oversimplify the translation saying it is just awareness but it's like the real translation is something yeah. more a bit more like nuanced than just this word awareness yeah. which is the closest you can probably get in one word
0: yeah there's also things like um remembering memory comes up a lot but there's yeah. there's There's other ones that are more existential, more to do with doing something rather than just thinking. Um, But it's meant to be seen in the context of, because it's it's the seventh part of the noble eightfold path, which is probably something that most people are familiar with Buddhism will know. The crux of my point is that a lot of these Buddhist contexts are stripped away. And I find that really interesting. I I mean, I don't really want to say whether that's good or bad. I have really mixed views on that. Um, I've written a piece. You can find it on the website. Um, I can't remember the fuck I wrote in it now, but yeah, that's that's basically.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I would say my main disagreement with this idea of it being an orientalist thing, I would say it has separated itself from Buddhism, especially in a medical context, and it's also, the, and I think the most important thing that was sort of being missed so far with what mindfulness is and has become is it's a secular option. As far as like meditation and doing that sort of inward thinking and reflection is concerned, there's no other option that has this sort of structure to it that's sort of formalized. But yes, you could say one of the critiques of it is it's not fully formalized, and anyone can say, "Well, I practice mindfulness without really knowing what it is," etc. But at the same time, it's the only real thing out there which has sort of entered into the West, been sort of appropriated, but used in such a way that it is now a secular access to these buddhist ideas and it sort of separated itself especially with mbsr which i should you know should specify as mindful based stress reduction which was actually the medical technique that um kabat-zinn came up with in the 70s when he was coming up with mindfulness and when he was trying to actually test a lot of these techniques with meditation and self-reflection and that sort of thing and finding that they actually had medical uses and you can read studies done with mbsr and stuff and they do show that there is a more or less positive effect i mean it's not like oh it's 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 immensely positive Well, I I mean, like, there are a couple of things I would would like to see in some of these studies before I'm like, okay, mindfulness, it's just like, you know, it's working, it's helping people reduce stress. And like, one of the problems was there were two control groups, and this is one of the main studies I read. Um, was one control group just continues on their normal medication and normal stress release stuff and the other group the one that actually practices mindfulness does also continue on the medication but they also do the mindfulness thing but the problem is like the non-control group would go every day to like a psychiatrist or a mindfulness practitioner and talk to them and I'd, i can't remember if this was in a group or not but it's like being in a group would have like that exactly, effect anyway that's what it would do. exactly yeah there's if, you, if you're being told to go somewhere and talk to, even if it's not in a group, even if it's just with a psychiatrist, already that's like a big thing that we know has a positive psychological effect on people. And I think the control group, there would need to be a third control group that were actually going and see a psychiatrist who was just talking about bollocks or just, they just chatted <laughs> for a while because like I think trying to get rid of that human interaction part of the equation, which I think can be a big stress reliever.
0: Yeah, well, one of, one of the things I found when I did research it was um, the long-term effect you know, surely that sure there's a there's a short term, you know, alleviation of, of suffering and, and stress, but in the long run, you're not alleviating the cause of that stress. In fact, uh, interestingly enough, a lot of people have said that in the long run, especially when you start to get into how this has entered into like phone apps and like uh, the structure of corporate business, how they they have set mindfulness programs as a sort of like stress valves for when you you know they they
2: well, instead of dealing with the problem, they go. Yeah. Here's here's a way you can deal with this because when the problem's not going to change, we're not going to sort out the problem. It's for nine ninety nine a month. Yeah, for, yeah, for just four ninety nine, you too can give up all of your money.
0: So, have, have you guys had any experience with mindfulness
1: at all? Sam, you've been medi- you've been actually doing meditation, yeah, which is a big part. You guys, of
0: that. you guys do yoga, don't you?
2: Or is it just I, Sam? I
1: do a little bit of yoga, but it's it's mostly mostly the meditation right. thing. That's- yeah,
2: I've done some yoga, but I, I i bury it I bury it. It's like one of those <laughs> yeah. things. I'm already I already feel uh, my blush is coming
1: because it's like you're like, oh, you eat falafel, do you as well? <laughs> what you do, you do
2: yoga? You must wear like a, a shirt of a yak on it and drink piss. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like I, I did it. So I started like about a year ago when there was this like I went to a, a bare stressful job, which is why I think it's a bit bad that it's being used as like a way to like leech the like psychosis and like anxiety out of your brain. Because it's being used as like a sort of uh, a cheap.
1: <laughs> Sorry, that was a loud chair noise. Right, there. get uh,
2: comfortable there. Um, this has been used as like a like a really cheap sort of easy kind of medication almost. Mm. Yeah, Which just go. Oh yeah, we will just uh, take ten minutes out and uh, think about stuff, or we'll don't think about anything. Which is, but I think mindfulness is good because it's like a it's like a nice back door to meditation. So meditation is really good for you. Yeah, well, and as an extension of that, a back door to Buddhism itself. See, I, I don't know because I don't know much about Buddhism as like a as like a religion. But it's like I, I literally know that
1: tiny little like because mindfulness is devoid of all the metaphysical stuff that you end up getting attached to with well, Buddhism. So, well, so is Buddhism. But the mindfulness is not Buddhism, so that's the point. It's like you know, you, if you don't end up in having to attach yourself to all the metaphysical stuff, if you're if you're just sticking with so mindfulness. The, what's
2: the so what's the what's the metaphysical stuff? Belief gods in and- gods and things. I mean, but
0: Buddhism has gods, but they're more metaphorical. Mm. Like the the Buddha mm, yeah. speaks to a god during enlightenment he's tempted by devils and things but i mean that you can just take that figuratively there's there's attempts to really secularize buddhism which is people like stephen bachelor but i mean i i don't think buddhism gets off the hook completely with you know not being a religion just being like a secular
2: philosophy because that's the way i've always thought about i've never really yeah. thought about it as i mean, links have never really like delved into too much but i've always thought of it as like a almost like a secular practice like a way to sort of view the world
0: yeah and and um i'd say it it's if it's not non-religious it's definitely the least religious of all the religions it's it's the most secular if if that makes any
1: kind of sense <laughs> what about confucianism <laughs>
0: yeah similar thing <laughs> I
1: guess I've never studied it. <laughs> yeah no I don't know very much about Buddhism at all to be honest but it's like I mean from what I r- was reading I think that was one of the big points for me was yeah this I mean you can call it orientalism but I think at this point especially since mindfulness has been in the west for such a long time now and it's, be- it's become a sort of thing it, I, I do think it, it does you know it does acknowledge its Buddhist roots but it really is like a separate thing well I don't know if it does well Kabat-Zinn does sure yeah, sure yeah but I'm, I. But he, he was like first wave though wasn't it so- yeah I I guess
2: as it gets over, here, the longer it gets over here, that's true. Uh, yeah. The more it's going to sort of distance itself from its original point of origin. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like the first wave stuff was, for all intents and purposes, basically Buddhist. It was it was rooted in all these uh, greater contexts as well. Like, it, but mindfulness is supposed to be because the actual translation of mindfulness is uh, sati, but then there's samasati, which means right mindfulness. So there's a, there's a right way and a wrong way. Matchy sati is
2: the, is the the wrong way. So what's what's the wrong way? then? what? What's well, I mean, the...
0: adding adding right and wrong kind of shows that there's an ethical context to mindfulness. It's not just something you do to help you relax. So is that like a, a right way to
2: practice it,
0: or yeah. like a right way to
2: use it? Kind of
0: or both, because yeah. like Buddhism is is holistically existential. It's like a way you live your life and a way you approach life. So. All these practices like yoga and meditation in, in in any Eastern religion tends to have a wider context of why it's being done in the first place. Because there are ideas like um, kleshas, which go with it, which is, which mean they, they're basically desires, which are bad in Buddhism, because desiring anything is fucking wrong <laughs> in Buddhism. not that I agree with it, but I
2: it does work. So saying all desires are bad because then like, what if you desire your head not to be messed up see, I, so I, I therefore you use mindfulness as a way to do that surely wanting to have because the way the way I see mindfulness being used at the moment is like a way to like make your maybe this is just me projecting onto this like it's a way to like get your head right so you can more efficiently work. Is like, is like, yeah, is it's, like, like, it's, it's like, like the way that's that's, it's that's that's like that's the way. It's like, oh, are you are you stressed out from doing your like meaningless job? Well, try thinking about your breath for ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. And then you'll be then you'll be a better taxpayer.
0: But it, when it's in a Buddhist
2: context, it's more about well, what should you? Yeah, it takes
0: that more existential look at well, what what should you want?
1: Well, this this is the thing. It's like Kabat-Zinn, again, who's like my main source on this, says it's not really about this idea of giving away desire, giving giving up desire because like the the way he puts it it's giving up clinging to certain things yeah again it's one of those things where you know i didn't fully understand exactly the the distinction is is quite yeah but it's it's more about trying to listen to those those aspects of yourself where you're just like why am i thinking that that's unnecessary and and this cloud of thoughts that you don't have to necessarily
0: yeah and i think the modern iterations don't really address that at least some of them don't i mean i'm sure lots of them do and i'm sure in a medical context it works just fine. But I think, uh, you know, uh, so th- the reason I asked earlier, if any of you guys had had any experience with mindfulness, I was going to give a couple of anecdotes. So, um, a friend of ours, George, he, when he was working in London, mm-hmm. mega busy, f- fucking, where did he work? Canary Wharf. Yeah. being a lab technician or whatever the fuck he was. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy committed suicide because it was so stressful. And, um, they, gave everybody a book the company in response on mindfulness and how to
2: find happiness i mean that's that's victim blame is it not yeah it seems seems like the right call not to not to figure out what was causing that but i mean there might be another factors we don't know but it's of like, course yeah um yeah not to figure out what the problem is and then try and sort out so it's like a nicer place to be but give it a book that tells you how to it like, is, it's
0: <laughs> not until the root of any problem is addressed that you you really start to F-
2: you know find a, a real solution to it well no it's like it's like the whole stupid analogy like putting a band-aid over like a fucking wound exactly you know, like, yeah yeah. i will yeah I like what i was saying it's like it's also like there's another thing called like triage uh theory which i know they use it in nutrition but it's like what's the minimum your body needs nutrients wise to survive what's mm-hmm. what's the point where like if you don't get this nutrients you start being ill yeah and then we'll say that that's like the recommended daily allowance so you're treating it as like what's the like minimum you can get away with, which that seems like that's what that company's doing, and also it's, yeah. a, bit, it's a bit trendy, it's a bit groovy to be like, yo. Also, our company promotes mindfulness.
0: Yeah. So this Headspace app thing.
1: I need to look into it because no, I haven't come across it at all.
2: Yet, it's good. I, I, I used it. I used it like you get like 10 free days before you have to give you <laughs>
1: your fucking money on a month. You monthly use thing. one of those like 10 credit cards. So no money.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> a, friend, a friend of mine says it's really useful. a oh, uh, friend it's, of mine at work.
2: I, I, I can. My cynicism just kicks in when he says like, Yay. shut your eyes and just, <laughs> I want you to say two numbers and then a dash, another two numbers, another number. What's your mother's maiden name? It's <laughs> just so, it's so like, it's so fucking cynical. And it's just like, all he's doing is. And your card just, details. Yeah, it's, and it's like, <laughs> all passwords. it's saying is like, oh yeah, so just open your eyes. Like, I, I memorize it because you just go, oh, that's cool. I've learned everything this keys has to say. Oh, uh, stare, soft focus, shut your eyes, feel your body, breathe in, th- count some numbers. You're back in the room. So, so what
1: is it? What is it doing differently to just going on it's, YouTube and typing in meditation guide? Just the guy,
2: or? just the guy talking to so you. So
1: it's just like an audio clip.
2: Two face is a he has a very soothing voice. <laughs> he's very very well, relaxing. Okay. <laughs> I, I was I was doing one the other day and I just felt my hand going towards my wallet. And I was just, <laughs> just just like bringing it up.
0: Yeah, there's a friend of mine at work. She she uses Headspace. She just keeps renewing the free trial. But um, yeah, I mean, there's mixed responses. I I said. Do you see any sort of credence in these, the ideas that I came across, which was that a lot of people just find the app really stressful because these fucking notifications going. Have you been mindful today, today? (laughs) Ping. Like you get everywhere, it's like. Are, are you stressed? <laughs> well, well, the, the
2: whole, if the whole point, if the whole point of mindfulness is letting go, going. Oh well, I better go and schedule my ten minutes of mindfulness before. And get
0: out my BlackBerry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's like it's the whole point is like relaxing and, and letting go. So you want to be able to do that in a way that. It's like guided meditations. Cool. It's good. It's quite fun to. Like that bit in Fight Club where they go to the spirit cave and they like meet the penguin and shit. It's <laughs> it's nice to go on, like a weird, funny journey, but it's also like it's even better just
1: to like try and let go. And if you're just listening to like your phone telling you to be mindful, I think that's just a bit. Well, that's the thing. I don't think we've talked much about the actual practice of mindfulness, like what you actually are supposed to be doing and what. What, you're sort what of... are you supposed to be doing? What's the? Wait, hang on, let me just get the Cabot's in definition out and just unpack that. So there's there's breathing techniques. So it's again, paying attention in a particular way. So what you're doing is you're just sitting there and paying attention to yourself and what you're feeling, and um, also at non-judgmentally. And the non-judgmental bit, bit's important, because when you're sat there, and all these thoughts are just kind of like, the analogy he uses is just like bubbles boiling up from, from pan. It's like you just have loads of these random nebulous thoughts that are just constantly flying around. And if you just sit there, and you just try to pay attention to the specific present, it doesn't mean don't think. You it just, just means
2: f- don't 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 grab onto a bubble. Yeah. You, you're supposed to sit, you're supposed to just like, and that was like the hardest thing. Like I got told um, there's one thing where a guy said like, oh yeah, so when you catch yourself thinking, yeah, obviously you're going to be thinking because you're like fucking conscious. And it's like, when you catch yourself thinking, just say thinking and then stop thinking. And then that's just like a terrible loop. So you go, thinking. No, no I'm thinking.
1: Well, I just thought that I was thinking. And then it's like- This, this idea that meditation is about emptying your mind completely or not thinking. It's like, that's you can't do that. It's about like, watching non-judgmentally. Yes, like and it's about the idea of letting go of those of, of allowing these thoughts to just constantly- cloud everything and just paying attention very specifically to yourself and where you are and what you are in that exact moment and how you feel and that sort of thing and and non-judgmentally which is very important because it means paying attention to it and not going oh i feel like this or making some kind of qualitative judgment on what you are. it's just existing specifically in that moment and letting go of those nebulous clouding thoughts and like i mean that's not best explained by me in like a few minutes but (laughs) as far as a summary goes that's as close as i can sort of get to trying to summarise a lot of what this practice is about.
2: Yeah. It's, su- it's super interesting what comes up. And it's like, that's the thing that I think is like, this is why, and I, I don't want to sound like that guy who's like, you know, cross-legged for five minutes and goes, oh, everyone, you must try this. But I've told like told people who I know who, who are like bare anxious going like, okay, you need to, or just try this 10 minutes thinking," And it's like this, 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 they don't want to because it's, oh, because you don't know what's going to come up. And it's like the first couple of months of doing it, it's like, I remember someone talking about, it's like a exfoliation for your brain. You're like some, sh- some, some thoughts come up that you didn't think were going to be like a recurring theme or like some ideas that you didn't really think, or like things you didn't know what on your mind would just keep reoccurring. And you're like, whoa, I didn't realize that that bubble kept coming up
1: yeah and it's not only that but you allo- you it allows you time to connect things as well and actually think and also actually just like pay attention to where you actually are
2: Well, it's similar to like cb uh cbt where it's just like you get yourself sometimes in these negative mind loops where you go that's a bad thing i'm gonna now think about it
1: yeah i mean so how would you say pre-sam before meditation and post meditation, Sam, it's, what would you say were the biggest sort of changes to your mentality it's, it's, and
2: everything? It's it's not like I had like a it's, yeah. not, it's not like I grew like an extra three inches on my dick and like I can shoot <laughs> yeah, lasers at yeah. my
1: eyes. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> well, that would be good. <laughs> uh, but um yeah, but uh, you can sit cross legged and float like a metre off the ground. Now,
2: well yeah, right? but it's it's like it was it was when I started doing this fucking job where it was just like a uh, cover supervisor. So I was just going into like new classes uh, at a school. And it was just bare stressful because I just literally got chucked into the job with, like, no training. So I was like, oh, cool. This is nice. Just going home and then, like, it's one of those things where, like, I'm the sort of person that replace things a lot anyway. Yeah, And it's, like... uh and you, you're thinking you, about
1: both the past and the
2: uh, yeah, future and yeah you need to go what am I going to do tomorrow what was What should I have done in the situation blah, 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 blah. and you're rattling it around well
1: you could be there like having a nice meal sat in a warm house and it's like you're not you're paying
2: attention to something yeah, you've created
1: like right. a negative self yeah and most of your life you realise that all you're doing is you're living in a different part of, you're living in some problem that's in the future you're living in some problem that was in the past you're not living in the actual things that are like you need to be mindful about yeah, and exactly. to you know think about in the moment that are good and it's like yeah exactly yeah that, that's you know and that's partly where some of the criticisms come that we'll get to in a minute to do is like the idea of well sometimes you do need to be thinking about the future and thinking about how to work through problems that are coming up and obviously that's a big thing so like you can't just be constantly like well I'll just live in the (laughs) present and
2: yeah because that's nothing gets done but it's like the thing the thing that I find interesting is was it's like um it's like you're you're no longer sort of ruminating on things that you should have done or that you want to do you're just focusing on things that are kind of like Important then, that you kind of take for granted,
0: but yeah, it's it's very hard to be critical of these kinds of ideas, and I, I think rightly so because they are. But I, I think there's a reason that they're wrapped up in those metafi- that those metaphysical ideas within Buddhism and those wider contexts. I think you can't just rip them out and go, well, you know, they they're useful. I think you need, at least need to consider why they were there in the first place and why those
1: wider ideas to, to an extent but it's like sure. by the same by the same point it's like well how does anything ever sort of end up being its own thing it's like if it is working and useful and seems to be popular and has been slowly adapting itself over time over the last like 100 odd years when however long it's been in the west probably not that long actually because it was basically the 70s when mindfulness was really starting to be a thing on its own but um i i I do think it's like sure there's there's this whole idea of you know paying attention to the actual the constructs of meaning of where a lot of these things come from these ideas like you know when you when you start to throw out stuff like the dharma and stuff like the the buddhist traditional roots and the ideas the context in which these things were created you start to throw out a lot of that well what do i do and what is my how how better do i orient myself outside of just going sitting down and being mindful now and again and it's like sure there's that but it's I, I do think like there's, there's reasons why these things sort of do kind of explode and become part of the culture and become useful and become things. I mean, yeah. yeah well, there's clearly the a
2: use yeah. for it. But the, the problem is like the use though. Cause it's then like after, after you do it and then you go, Oh, that's, that's worked. I mean, do you know what I mean? It's like, Oh, I feel better yeah, now. And then, and then you stop doing it. It should be like integrated as like yeah, a part of daily true. practice. Cause I know that there was times where I was doing it for a good amount of time. and I'm like, Oh, cool. My head feels uh, decent now. And then that's it's like you know uh, people with antibiotics where they take like an antibiotic, and then there's like a big pack of like twelve, and they take eight, and they go, yeah. oh, do you know what? I'm actually better now, and then they mm, they, they yeah. stop at eight, and they just yeah. and they go like, oh, I, I should finish the pack, but you know I feel fine, yeah. and I won't do it, and then it's like that that sort of like it hasn't yeah. it hasn't gone, and it's like a still a thing that you need to keep doing.
1: So we found that certain practices within Buddhism have become useful when. Sort of taken from, like you know, c-sectioned out of Buddhism itself. <laughs> yeah, why <laughs> a c-section? Cesarean um, so from Buddhism. Yeah. Uh, so well, it just like
2: bursts out its stomach like a, like a face <laughs> like hugger. Like, yeah. Just like it's <laughs> mindfulness. I just see like that bull guy with the app, his phone in
1: his hand, just, yeah.
2: like bursting out of the stomach.
1: It's, it's like it's, at what point are we still understanding? the proper context in which something has come out of something. With mindfulness it's like like you said it's shown to be useful when taken outside of body and just turned to this thing called MBSR and then used in like actual clinicians in clinical psychology and stuff like that and it's useful and whatever. But it's like you don't at the same time know exactly what you're losing and like you said about the regiment of it like when when stuff are put in a, in a religious context there's a lot of regiment. Often And there's a lot of like this idea of I must practice it or it is part of my identity to practice this and whatever. Whereas if we're just using it like, oh, mindfulness is my, it's the tool I use to not be sad sometimes. To, to drain the sadness out of my brain. Then like. it's, it's improperly utilising the technique.
0: I think it know? becomes fundamentally different when you're using it for an instrumental purpose. I think being aware of the present moment and things, these, those kinds of ideas have intrinsic value. But when you've got fucking corporations... Using it as as you know stress. corporations, man.
2: <laughs> was, that awkward pause. Yeah. Like made, made no The corporations, well, they're they're being all corporationy. Yeah. I was waiting they for just somebody care to do about it. Money, but yeah,
0: when you when you have big businesses, when you have them, you know, you or on on the part of the. It's looking at
2: Connor's copy of a. Uh, communist manifesto.
0: <laughs> we got that out on one like, of the old podcasts. But yeah, um, so say uh, an employee wants to take up mindfulness to become a better employee. Yeah,
2: using is it, it, is there, it They're using it as a tool to become yeah, a better that's, worker. Yeah, that's why them.
0: you need the ethical context to to, to uh, these kinds of practices, because otherwise it's just this weird tool used in this nihilistic yeah. universe. So, so this
1: is the thing, so when I read your essay, see, this to me, is is a more constructed criticism that's more about mindfulness itself, where that utility can be misused, at least in an ethical sense. Yeah. And that, to me, is a better form of criticism than just it gets used wrongly sometimes by companies, or it's like, it's bad, it's inherently bad because companies or something, you know, it's like... to me, Yeah, was, I, I, I'm
0: not awesome. like a... Yeah. I'm, I'm not accusing, like, Western people of racism or whatever for, like, taking an Eastern idea yeah. and butchering it or whatever, because, like... I don't. I don't think they're that sacred. I, I, I don't really believe in that kind of.
1: It's just. It's, it's an idea. It's like the, the phrase like cultural appropriation now. Yeah. Is now associated with with an actual salience. It's now. It's now cultural appropriation is either inherently a bad thing or inherently a good thing. It's like, it's just. It's just a phrase. Exactly. That is a thing that happens. It's not inherently good or inherently bad. There's no. There's no inherent. Yeah. You
2: know, it, it, but it needs. It needs thought well surely surely it's good though surely culture operations good because we're just you wouldn't
1: it can be good you wouldn't you wouldn't take anything
2: like you wouldn't take anything from another culture that's really terrible you wouldn't be like oh cool fgm's like fgm's immoral and like not good let's get our uh fgm app out and we'll we'll make that it's like uh we'll we'll take that element you you only take things that are useful
1: well but this is the thing it's like you know i'm very sort of like yeah, um, if I use you know, Cuban beats in my music, that's technically cultural appropriation. But it's like you're a racist. But it's like at the same time. It's like I can sort of I can see why. Like when you don't you don't want to just lose the discussion of cultural appropriation is inherently fine because it's like you don't you don't want you want to continue having a discussion about whether qualitatively it's either good or bad you don't want to just be going oh well cultural appropriation is fine and i you know i'm you know. i don't know what i'm looking at jesus oh, okay. christ so this this picture for reference oh
2: my god <laughs> it was what? it was basically a woman in scotland who uh covered her child in black paint and then put some like fake aviators on it and then people were like whoa that's fucking weird. And then she went, "Whoa, no, it's not. It's just like uh, I'm celebrating other people's culture." And I think that's right. the point. That's the yeah. point where we all go, "Okay, that's yeah, that's that's, that's just fucking over
1: the line." Well, I think you far. I
0: think you have to take into account the intention. If she genuinely didn't mean that,
1: well, In, like your yeah, intent she, is no, gets really muddy. Though, see, of, it? Course, of, because, of course, of no, I, I
2: agree with I agree with your I agree Plus with you, your can't, point. you can't prove intent. I agree with your point of yeah, intent's good, but then you look at the photo, you go, no intent, (laughs) no no intent. There was never like there was never a good thing behind that. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, she could like you know, she could honestly be so ignorant of how that's offensive or ill. Yeah, you would have have to. (laughs) But but at the same time, you're just kind of like, well. Talk sometimes about the difference between advocating for something in culture and advocating for something in law. At least, at least, trying to make some kind of law against bad. You have to, you have to, you have to define bad, and you have to define all these, and you can't do it. But in culture, I think it's, it is important to have that discussion about whether something is in good taste or poor taste. Yeah,
0: every, everything needs that discussion. Everything yeah. needs a very critical yeah. approach. I even- yeah, I just generally want to be critical of this commodification of, of any idea, but particularly religious idea
2: not Uh, not that i believe in i think we can all agree that that an app talking i don't know i say that i think i think i can agree with me (laughs) 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 an app an app that like i've used it four or five times it's literally unless it's like there's some fucking paywall like advanced shit where after like week 10 you start levitating it's just a geezer talking to you. go and uh breathe and uh think about your thoughts as cars (laughs) you wouldn't want to Jump on top of a fucking car, would you? <laughs> so don't do that with your thoughts and surf it, <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs>
1: all down the empire, actually. Fucking, I really want to do that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What well, about mindfulness? Like um, being negative towards like setting goals. Like if you have a desire, or, yeah. To there was do something. one thing that we
1: probably yeah, because we touched on that criticism yeah. of mindfulness as well. Is is the mentality of being very presentist, and I don't mean present. There is actually a scientific, all right. Well, not of, that then, There's yeah. something called presentism, but we're not talking about that we're talking about the idea oh, of actually oh very much focusing on living in the present and being very sort of like so say like yeah. i've got something bad coming up and i'm really worried about it and i'm terrible it's like part of that natural stress process of the releasing the adrenaline and being a bit in a bit you know part of that at least in a in a moderate form in a non crippling for me, say or, a mo- yeah. or or you know like a 40 as as Robert Sapolsky puts it like turning on that response for a 40 year mortgage it's like yeah. you know the same response you use from running away from a lion it's like you know that yeah. is clearly bad and then obviously mindfulness is useful then in, in terms of trying to get away from that but at the same time it's like if you in a week or so if you've got a stressful exam coming up and you're stressed about it part of that stress is going to push you to actually revise and actually do stuff
0: yeah and it's like, it's
2: finding that moderation mm, but yeah. um Stress is
1: very good. I think being stressed is bad. Well, it's like roller coasters. You're using stress, not letting stress dominate you hmm. you release adrenaline when you're on a road it's the same stress response you get when but it's like the point the difference is one is short-term and controlled and it's also in and it's in moderation the other one is just like this long-term thing that does spiral into clinical conditions like depression and anxiety problems and it's like you know th- and that is the important difference um but yeah at the same time it's like you don't necessarily want to remove all stress and all worry about the future from your life because i think being stressed by like like we were saying like roller coaster like exams, like quite big events that are out of the
2: normal is like, yeah, that's good. That's going to get you to perform. But being stressed just by your job in general, which is something you have to go in and just do day after day. Because it's like one of those things is like, like you were saying about the zebra and the lion, it's like going and then being like running from the lion and then going and spending eight hours a day, (laughs) just standing around the lion. And then that's kind of what people do if they're like really stressed out by their job. Well, maybe it's good in, in, that sense as like yeah a, and, and, and a, I don't like think
0: one other thing is i I don't think that mindfulness is the yeah is the, is the correct response to say if there are multiple com- companies breaching laws or whatever or you're you're in environments that are stressful I know in war it's seen a lot of use, yes yeah um chaplains and things are very keen yeah, to get soldiers using it.
1: Uh, yeah, in the dogmatic sense of sort of brainwashing people into being okay with their current yeah. situation and not complaining. And that's out. like,
0: yeah. I, I get that's another reason why it works in Mahayana and Theravada and stuff. And it's not really for soldiers. Like, yeah. This, yeah. But um if there are these kinds of problems that are causing people to take on these schemes, engaging with the root of the problem is a better way to deal with it. And there's this, there's this, um, sort of vein of thought that modern spirituality is actually making people apolitical. it's making people sort of just turn inwards and you know ride out all this all, you know bad politics things making people just totally turn off and and disengage with that right. th- whole theater but i think that would technically be okay if everybody could do it but it, it's not available so I to don't, everybody I necessarily think well i don't think that either no, really but yeah. but let's let's say p- people's response is well if it works, let's just ignore the problem. If we can ignore it, let's. And if if there's no ill effect of that, but it's like, not everybody has access to mindfulness. Not everybody can do mindfulness. Some people are just fucking constantly stressed. And yeah, fundamentally, it's not the right action. A part of that is to use that stress and go, right, okay, I'm I'm working 10 hour days. I'm not getting, uh, you know, all my breaks and shit. I'm not just going to go into my I'm going to go into the office and find mm-hmm. any jobs and complain we've well,
2: got to confront like you have yeah. to confront the obstacle yeah. it's, it's, an, it's say, saying that being mindful of, being mindful of it, it's not actually it's going to make you okay with it. It's going to make you exploit. Not that you can, not that
0: you can take on the whole world, and not that no. mindfulness won't help at the same and time. also,
1: not that you might be the sort of person that is able to go into the office and say, "I'm." Because sure. The problem is like you also have in, in clinical psychology, you have the disagree- disagreeability, agreeability problem. Whereas people who don't ask for raises, etc., you know, they are generally more agreeable, the less disagreeable. And it's, it's, you have the same problem is like somebody who is more very agreeable is going to sit in that office and be too afraid of the confrontation of going into and like then you have a problem which is not solved by mindfulness. It's solved. By seeing a clinical psychologist or trying to f- find a way to practice being more disagreeable and trying to stick up for yourself a bit, you know, and stuff like that is can be really hard on people who are not naturally very disagreeable because you you, you know that you don't want you don't want to have confrontation in your life because because confrontation causes stress yeah. and you might not you might not have the mechanisms in place like, and you don't know how to cope with that level of stress. where it's so stressful confronting your boss or confronting someone or conf- going to HR and talking about it because it's,
2: it's like it's like that old classic JP thing though, isn't it? It's like um. If you don't confront it though, it's going to get worse. So like that, if like that, that the littlest dragon story is a little tiny dragon. They're like, oh, that's pretty fucked up. You can make a little candle, and then like it just
1: grows, and then it just burns down the fucking village. It's much better to confront it when it's a tiny. This is the problem with confrontation. It's like you have to find the right way to confront it and re- and learn about yourself before you can go. Well, what is my strategy for confrontation? Am I too agreeable? Am I am I too afraid of conflict? Am I That's even able? Am I even able to do this, or do I do I have to? Leave? Can I even confront them? It's like there's there's too many things about the scenario. It's like if you in some situations maybe your only choice is to try and be more mindful because you ha- have to ride out a wave because you have you're only there for like six months or what you know. There's there's ways in which it's it's much more complicated and muddy oh, like than that. I think than just going, well, we need to confront the problem because it's like, yeah, you can't always confront it. I think it's like, it's like that Sun Tzu thing. You need to know yourself and the problem. Yes, And exactly. I think what the thing
2: is mindfulness is very good at is it's allowing you to see yourself. And like you were saying earlier on, and like the whole, uh, uh, what, that Capuchin monkey dude. I can't remember his fucking name. No,
0: no, no. Uh, John Cabot, he's trying, he's trying to say John Cabot-Zing. Oh. John
2: Cabot-Zing. He's saying but ca- Capuchin I just, monkey. I decided that I would... Uh, yeah but just not attempt the name of the make a little thing on the side but um, it's like you're allowing yourself to see yourself and like you were saying um, like non-judgmentally you're allowing your thought patterns to come up so you can go okay well, I'm doing that that's a negative thought pattern or I'm actually seeing myself in the present I feel like I can't make that confrontation but that's something that needs to happen instead of just going like fucking negative uh, mind loop and then never having that confrontation <laughs> Speaking of kooky shit like
0: that, I think there's another problem in general with. Is it dickheads?
2: Yeah, dickheads. Is it dickheads who hijack, hijack mindfulness and, like, they made me not want to do it for about yeah. three years and it's like, it's so useful and then you get a guy come up to you and go, oh yeah, I want to smoke spice in the Amazon. That, that, that put me off it for so long and it's like, it's, you know, like, I've had this several times like I've had it when you recommended me like a video to watch and it's like, it's literally a video I was about to watch and I'd put it in my like, watch later on thing and then someone goes, oh yeah, you should check that out and I go, oh. <laughs> well there's one thing I'm not going to watch now for a long time for yeah. no reason it's that there's a really interesting dichotomy
0: between ideas like mindfulness and ideas like yoga they're both come from, they're both practices that have been similarly well by they're on the different ends or well they've been aggregated and appropriated by the west to, for that sort of functional use but because they're good they're yeah, they're yeah, useful they're, they're, they're really are, good they are very useful but yoga seems to have this slightly more i use the word intrinsic
1: I can use it if you want Just do the hand waving Yeah Intrinsic yeah. If everyone
2: listening yeah. if, you, if you're still listening uh, Connor is waving his hands <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are screaming into the void So yeah When you look on websites and things
0: You go on the NHS or whatever it'll, They'll throw up Fucking Hindu terms
2: because it's, it's cheap being mindful is very cheap. <laughs> Sit true. Sitting in a fucking room and thinking, it's like, like my mum's, my mum's my my got this like crazy fibromyalgia shit where it's like her body is basically like killing it. And they were like, Well have you thought about sitting in a room and staring at a white wall and, and thinking about your pain? It's like, yeah, that, that's a good idea. Like it, on paper, but also it's probably there, there's a point where you go, mm, these are pharma- uh, like a like a pharmaceutical turns Yeah,
0: what I mean is, with yoga, businesses and schemes and things, they, they're not afraid to use Sanskrit words and Hindu ideas. Correct. Whilst when it comes to mindfulness, for some reason, there's this weird, like they just want to avoid any
1: mention of Buddhism and Buddhist ideas. I think that's part of the detachment from the metaphysical ideas. I think that's part of the process of it trying to devoid itself and become something in its own But I, I think,
0: I don't, I don't see why it it should, be different, life, it should yeah. be different for yoga. Because I think yeah. I think I think they both have they both have fun. When did yoga yeah,
1: come yoga into the West?
0: Well, at the same time as everything else. I like 60s. to think that like
1: literally nobody in the West stretched before the 90s. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Everyone's just walking out so compact, just completely stiff. <laughs> That's that's the thing. Like in its proper
0: context, yoga isn't just stretching, and mindfulness isn't just stress reduction.
2: In their proper. But I th- I think yoga's like tradition It's like any martial thing. It's like Tai Chi. There's there's in the moves. There's a reason why people don't just go out and. Do fucking random moves. There's there's a certain like tradition in there. Yeah. So you have certain moves, and you call them their like proper name. And then if you want to, you can just be like, oh, this is Warrior Two. Yeah. But it's like, so you you have that. But then it's useful to give it the Sanskrit name because it adds like validity to it. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's 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 like it's like all these companies yeah. that are called you know like argus lighting they, they'll go back to like ancient greek names yeah. because yeah, it adds it adds weight to it whereas um, like if you had a buddhist name if you add a like a the only buddhist name you could use that would actually hold any currency in the west is like dalai lama mindfulness we yeah. don't actually fucking know any buddhist names we wouldn't be able to separate well that's them see that's
0: that's, that's what's weird like so if you want to bear in mind you, you don't need any fucking
1: qualifications or anything to start practicing Mm. yeah which is is abusable that's like that's like with anything you know it's like yeah like like, yoga like
2: that guy in the ted talk juggling lemons let's let's
0: say i get a little office above a yoga shop right about a a, little of a laundry shop whatever Right? little little office i'm I'm selling yoga so if i'm selling
2: yoga 20 (laughs)
0: 20 yoga (laughs) 20 20 yoga for
2: for what is that for like a kilogram of yoga eight for
0: eight monies so i'm i'm selling yoga now if if I if my name's Keith, <laughs> yeah.
2: yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm not yeah, going to yeah. be selling me I any instantly. yoga.
0: I'm, my my name has to be
1: Keith Cabot Yeah,
0: I I have to have a a, a Sorry, fancy yeah. foreign name, or I'm not going to be selling any of my yoga. If I want to sell name. mindfulness, I need a PhD on the wall, and my I need a doctor. Yeah, because I I I genuinely think that I I think that mindfulness has this more clinical, uh, kind of context attached to it.
2: The way we do it,
1: because it's got the word "mind" in it. Because it's MBSR clearly, like, is now a psychiatry technique, or yeah. it's in clinical psychology. Yes, MBSR is actually really a technique that's used. So,
2: but then if there's like a technique, it's like you could say that yoga was like a part of like uh, some weird sports science stuff. This, this thing, it's but like it's that. like lower down, you. Well, I think, think they both
0: they both have equally valid clinical uses. It's just interesting how they've sort of split away from each other like i think they're both as useful in the same context as as each other
2: i I think they're quite i think they they are still quite tight so it's like chances are if you have someone who's quite into mindfulness they are a a lot more likely to be into yoga as well and therefore if you get someone who's into yoga they are also a lot more likely to be into mindfulness because it's part of that sort of mentality of like I am actually going to look after myself. I'm not just going to be like, oh, what am I like? Eat another pie. Self-discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're like slightly self-destructive. It's like a sort of uh,
1: a, a weird spiritual discipline thing. Well, it's like the, the analogy, sorry, I wanted to use was like when you go for a morning jog... You don't have to have a metaphysical construct to go with your morning jog, as in, like, God is watching me jog, and that's part of my religious routine to go out and jog in the morning. But it's like, at the same time... I think it takes that that place. Yes, some people might require a metaphysical construct, uh, construct to... Persuade them to go out and jog. So it's like you have this difference where it's like you could probably use yoga, use mindfulness in isolation without the metaphor. You can use it and it might work for you, and it might be good, and it might be good. But it's like yes, at the same time, it's like how much are we sort of you know how how important is it to have the right. the actual formality of the structure to be able to utilize it? Properly? Do you think
0: do you, do you see it as a formality? Because I'm Sorry. I'm on the fence. Like so. Uh, attaching metaphysics to practices you think that's a formality it depends
1: depends. because i I think it's i think it's a utility of the thing so it's like often attaching metaphysics is a way to help to formalize the concept within the within the thing so the way i put that is so you you the way to best describe necessity to act is to formalize it in a metaphysical way because we are not good enough at, at very complicated long term things cuz we're basically higher apes it's easier to go there's a guy in the sky watching you so you better go do that because if someone's watching and that yeah, that yeah, that yeah. digs into primal parts of our brain and it, that helps it you know it is, but it's obviously that's that's a massive simplification of metaphysical constructs of, of most course, religions yeah. but it's like but that's the point is like you have this separate side which can be useful might you know can be might not be it depends on the context but it's it's it, obviously this is this is a very complicated thing to actually dig into yeah i
2: know well, okay so i think have we have we not done that but just we replaced God with the future so you go like i'm going to do important things now so i'm going to do yoga now i'm going to eat well now i'm going to work hard now because the future will we'll then, will then, will then reward me. In that. To an extent, to an extent. So, 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 so we're yeah. thinking about. I'm not saying that our future has become our God, but we're just going like our reward is in the the future. That's like where we're putting oh, okay, things Okay, so we, now. we've replaced with the climb up. May, maybe a corporate ladder, maybe a social status ladder. Yes, but
1: the problem is that's much lower resolution because then you don't have this. You don't one, you don't dig into the primal idea of someone's watching you. Two, yeah. you don't get any ethics or anything. So it's like you could be an awful person otherwise, and you don't. And but it doesn't do matter because you
2: just- your
0: primary goal is. It's like extreme utilitarianism. Yeah, no, I, I, I think the elements of that are definitely true. But yeah, so so one of the things that I always got confused with I, I would when I was a new atheist type fucking you know I'd
2: used I used what, to be what changed what are you now a post
1: new atheist
2: <laughs> po- post oh my god that oh my god it begins here today post
0: atheism yeah well I mean I, I, I see I'd call myself a humanist but then I see a lot of things going on with the, the humanist society and I think eh,
2: maybe not this is why mindfulness is good because it just lets you be like a religion yourself you can just chill the fuck out
0: but I used to say that a religious experience was essentially no different from a secular experience. Say that, say um, if we were playing a gig or whatever, we'd have this like euphoria, right. and a lot of people would be like, "No, nah, it's fundamentally different. Just be it. Just by virtue of the metaphysical con- context, it, it fundamentally changes what you're experiencing on an experiential level." And I'd be like, "No, no, no, no. There's, there's. It's just, it's just a language difference. Right. You're just adding." Uh, false metaphysics onto human experience. Hmm. And I, I genuinely don't know where I sit with that now because I've, I've never really been experienced in religion, I've, I've never experienced the numinous.
1: Have you have you experienced superstition? Oh, like, we numbers. used to do seances. Well, I mean, like, but yeah. actually, not not like tongue in cheek superstition. I mean, like, you you legitimately would not do some certain.
0: When we when we were belief. having those seances with the with the curries and everything every night, you
2: generally, I genuinely, I,
0: I genuinely I believe in ghosts.
2: You can't even pretend that there's a serious seance when you've got the word curry in there. <laughs> 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 it's like, you're like, oh, it was a serious, we would do it in a cynical glib manner, but we did have a few lambooners. No,
1: we. we... <laughs> so I'm not saying religion superstition. You know, religion equals sign superstition. No. What I'm saying here is, like... Because there is obviously there's, there's a degree of, like... There's something similar in the sense that when you believe in something, you will act differently to if you try to rationalise through... it Because you can't rationalise perfectly through everything. Do you think religions need um, to be superstitious? Not... Yeah, well, it depends. I mean, it's basically built into the definition, which is the problem. So. As opposed to what, like, a
2: religion based in logic and science? Well, I'd,
1: yeah, I'd say the Nazi regime is a religion. So you think... Yeah, because
2: I, I really don't... Uh, I don't know much about, like, I think, Nazis, I, think I think Hitler was a,
0: either a Catholic or a Pagan. Some sort of weird Pagan. That's
2: a weird Pagan thing. Yeah, he, he, a, he had a, a, a fascination warrior.
0: with the occult and artifacts and things. I think
2: he was a big fan of, like, the fucking, like, Nordic races and stuff yeah. like that. And he had, like...
1: Well, I I know that like uh, on the other end of the extreme with communism, it was it was very like atheistic in it, a sense that it it was, but I think I there's think... a big
2: movement around there, and it's like it was very what, once once so, once yeah. you go that people don't have a soul, and there's no afterlife, and there's no morals, it allows you to get away with a lot of shit because you go, oh cool, there's no punishment."
0: Well, I also think that a lot of the people, a lot of the uh, farmers and shit that would have been dragged into this would have been Catholics and things or orth- Orthodox, sorry. And they, they would have been deeply orthodox, and they would have
1: probably needed that kind of. It's like like the, like the donkey on in Animal Farm. You know, he just he just gets on with it and works and. Basically, dies working. I don't know if you remember, you know, I haven't
0: like, actually a read out. Donkey of. just oh, like huh?
1: after the pigs take over, and he's just the one that he just gets on with he it. He keeps and going. Yeah, he just keeps going until he basically dies of exhaustion. And it was, that was sort of like a lot of these sort of very orthodox farmers and things. It was sort of, you know, this idea that so, you know, there, were, there was this subsect of people that just tried to get on with it and do the best they could and just ended up yeah. killing themselves working, basically. So I don't oh, I, oh, yeah, that's us.
0: <laughs> I don't think people come to religion because they believe that, you know, they're swayed by metaphysics you you can never go up to a person and give someone a logical argument for no. God, and then they go oh logic when i I was an atheist i guess you you've given me the evidence i'll i'll be a god I'll be a god believer." <laughs>
2: i'll be a god and just, he just like just like uh like fucking dr manhattan he just went and started <laughs> levitating. Like i was holding myself back all the time that's that's actually what happened after my first 10 minutes of mindfulness yeah. i started levitating and i i grew a uh nine inch fucking cgi dick
1: built a giant city on mars yeah literally <laughs>
2: Um yeah, and then I uh came to from sniffing the glue and then realised I just shouted in my hands and made a pot <laughs> out of it. And <laughs> just they're just moulding my shit into a pot. <laughs> uh.
1: But yeah, I, I think I think <laughs> dragging it back to the mouth. <laughs> I don't know if I can now. Imagine, imagine I, using your oven as an argo with shit. What would that smell like?
2: Oh not, not great. <laughs> not great, mate. Um you'd have to eat a lot of clay. You have to eat a lot of clay and your body would... Pro- it would not be comfortable, but you could probably process it. <laughs> we're thinking about how to do this viably now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How can we get away with this? You could be like, oh my God, human produced mindful clay. Yeah. And then people could just... Oh, what we could
0: do. Well, they sell that shit. I went to a Hindu temple in Neesden and they were fucking... They're just selling shit. Yeah, exactly. Just, Just like shit shampoo, shit soap.
2: Shit. Have you seen those Padre Pio Catholic shops where they're suddenly, you know, like, tears of Moses for, like, <laughs> <laughs> like whatever? And they just sort a, like, little bottle and they're just like, oh, yeah, cool, that's, like, 20 quid. It's a piece of the true cross. Speaking of relics and shit,
0: right, so... You intrigue me. Dialectical materialism, so, like, Nazis, fucking Stalin, who's the other one, Mussolini, all these fucking dictators. The reason I... Paul pot. The reason I'd say they're um, fucking wow. yeah. It,
1: it, oh, how many more? How many more dictators can we name?
0: <laughs> we just name all.
2: Gaddafi, Putin, yeah, um, <laughs> so, Xi yeah. Jinping, <laughs> a- Theresa May. Oh my <laughs> god! I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I wasn't going to be the first one to say Trump and then just ruin it. But like, if you think of all the things that
0: sociologically, maybe not metaphysically, but sociologically, that religion has. They have all those things. They have relics, they have mythology, they have, you oh, know... Mysticism. A, a histi- hist- historiographical idea of their own culture. Do you know what that means? Because I don't.
1: Historiographical.
0: <laughs>
2: historiographical. Historiographical. I is, looked this in first is, year. Is that like I, Tony Robinson with an X, Y axis?
0: A historiography is a relationship with one's own history. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So Ooh. they they have this relationship with their own history. I could have just said History. Basically, but like they—they they have this—all the same things we look for in religion: the, the the collective worship, collectivism in general, that whole approach to it, and the the, the polarized worldviews—the the the fucking the right and wrong. The right and wrongs are still there. The ethics are still there.
2: And with diets. Like people have taken religion, they've put it in diets. So you got like vegans who've turned their religion, their their diet into a religion. A whole yeah.
1: ethical system. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, exactly. Believe, you and and believe, yeah. you
2: create like a group. I did. I'm not. I'm not dissing vegans because they will burn my house down. But it's after all the millions who listen to this, will uh, attack me. It's all right. Their bones are brittle. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. There was, there was this geezer at work, and he was like, "Oh yeah, my um daughter." He was talking about how his daughter was like a vegan, and then like four days later, they're like, "Oh yeah, she got rushed to hospital." They, they looked at her blood oh. left. Oh, no fucking in it was like yeah she needs a steak like it's not it's not good oh It's horrible
1: that's it's not
0: good not good one of the humanists uh, when I used to run the Heritage humanists one of them just fucking stormed out because a vegan came in and started talking about veganism and the guy was just like you." Fucking, oh you bloody <laughs> you bloody stupid idiot not eating meat all. Eat a
2: pie, <laughs> and just ran away. Eat a pie. <laughs> so angry. Yeah, I'm on that geezer's side to be honest. It's like I would I I wouldn't be able to live without steak. I just bought a hedgehog house. That makes me
0: slightly environmentally <laughs> friendly. You should to catch a hedgehog, you can eat it. Well, I, was, I just bought a hedgehog house, but I also
2: just bought a giant ring of black pudding. <laughs> so it's, it's like cancels it out. It's like karmic balance. Like t- yeah. Toff and his fucking scales are just. Why don't we just like like all of our religion just shit? Like here's the point is like why don't we just start worshiping Greek religions because they're fucking cool. They're so fucking cool, and it's like they accept that like gods are just like humans, but they're just like terrible
1: people who make terrible
2: fucking well, they're, they're characters
1: aren't they they're, they're almost like representations of various parts what of the psyche that aren't that's it?
2: exactly what they are That's yeah. exactly what they are so you've got like like eros who's like the fucking god of like sexual assault <laughs> it's like, and it's like like all of these all of these things and it's like why don't we do that because like our religions are just our religions are so boring that we went i'd rather believe nothing <laughs> than, yeah. than our religion i'll just i'd rather believe in like uh a scientific-based uh, well, understanding of the know, world.
1: Yeah. Well, I think. Well, I think that's actually exactly why they've become boring because because of empiricism, because of science, we've right. ended up with trying to gerrymander a lot of Christianity has to gerrymander around scientific progress, so you end up with this more and more boring. You well, see, instead of having Zeus like makes lightning bolts go, well, lightning bolts have to have a difference in charge between the ground and the sky. But, and but and Greeks <laughs> didn't actually. The Greeks didn't actually
2: fucking believe that Zeus was throwing lightning bolts. Well, it was yeah, just. Know, it, it was just cool for them to but. go. Okay, well, let's pretend that there's this guy who throws lightning. We're all poetic. Yeah, exactly. That that's yeah. what I like because they're just going. Let's give homage to these like parts of our own psyche, which we will represent in these characters. But that's the problem. I think
1: yeah, I think modern people like can't do that unless it's Avengers. In which case, we're like, oh, that's well, fine. Like, like, go are, and watch are, the Avengers. Are, are like. are, like, <clears> is that our myth?
2: I was talking to some fucking year nines about like yeah, yeah Smith, and I was saying like, is that our myth? Is Captain America like our version of that? It's, it's, it's if. If so, if so, what you've done is you've just, like, turned ethics into, like, the, the fucking most soulless product we can. Oh, <laughs> no, I like, I like Marvel. I just made, like, so... No, come on. If, you, if you're if you talking about, fucking, know, the Headspace app know, being a bastardization of, like, Buddhism, you've got
1: to... Marvel's the gonna... only one I let them get away with. The DC... Well, and then the, the, you know, and they make Thanos, like, basically all this sort of utilitarian ethic, for, but it's, it's so shallow and poorly. You know, it's still really poorly for... It's like you could have done something a bit better. Hey, Doctor
0: Strange it. grew eight arms and turned Thanos' thunderbolts
2: into butterflies. That's cool. He he could give you a mad wank. <laughs> <laughs> There's eight ofs.
0: Before the Enlightenment, we had a very different conceptual idea of what um, religions were. Like we, we had a more poetic understanding of
1: truth. Yeah, a metaphorical understanding yeah. of truth. Yeah,
0: but since we inherited the language of the Enlightenment and evidence and logic that this is why creationism didn't exist and that, that not so much creationism because obviously creationism was in reaction to evolution but the language that creationism uses about truth that kind of language with truth and religion didn't exist beforehand if you'd gone back to one of the apostles and said uh, is god metaphysically true they
2: what the fuck are you talking about that's, that's why I let see that was my like beef i always thought like but back when I was like fourteen years old, and you were like, "Oh well, Adam and Eve can't be related because then we'd like all be like genetically messed up." It was like I, I didn't realize until like what a couple of years ago. It's like, yeah, if you think about that as like uh like a a primitive rubbish understanding of like scientific reality, you're just barking up the wrong tree. Yeah,
0: this this is why I stopped believing in new atheism. And I, I say believing because I it was a belief system. Though.
1: It became dogmatic in a sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And I I honestly thought religious people were fucking stupid. For but for a good
1: year, and it's like some people are, but some i like, atheists are as well. Like it's like you know, there's there's dumb atheists, there's dumb religious people, there's dumb. You know, there's dumb... Is
2: there any group funnier to troll though than the atheists? The new atheists are <laughs> quite <not>. quite triggerable. <laughs> Absolutely
0: not. You say say anything to do with God, and it'll be you're fucking. Oh, you believe in sky fairies? It's like t- straw manning and yeah. just just yeah. fucking fallacies all over the place. But yeah, so that that and that's why I don't think religion. It really relies on those superstitious elements or whatever, because I think they're poetic approaches to truth anyway. what matters is action, which is why I think humanists are really weird because all they've done is taken Christian ideas and removed the metaphysics they they they're living as christian they they they're two sides of the same coin it's just one has metaphysics one doesn't
1: it's, and this is the thing is they they use words like well, part of our thing is to be good to one another it's like well. You can't just say let's be good to one another. What does that mean exactly? You have to do at least yeah. you have to at least do some storytelling, some unpacking. You have to go well. But our I mean, culture is based around these principles. You know, you have to have some sort of structure. Yeah, not, yeah. You don't have is... to. You can't do that scientifically, which is the problem, because you can't yeah, do yeah. that empirically. And if you don't, then you're living in some weird, like George Lucas Attack of the Clones
2: sexless yeah. reality. You've got like yeah. no fucking. You've got no myth, no
1: like mystery, nothing to base these these good things yeah. on ethics is too sophisticated to put down a specific rule set you can't it's like you know this is the yeah the that would be moralism of yeah of utilitarianism that sort of thing where you have this problem with trying to prescribe a like from a logical Basis or at least you know from a rational basis, trying to get an axiomatic ethical truth it's just it gets far too i mean even if you could, even if theoretically this was a possible thing, which we have no idea whether it is, you still have this problem that the complexity level gets so big so quickly that you bit you you have to at the end of the day you have to act like like it's action that's important it's not you know <laughs> you also have to have these frameworks in place to be able to act
0: yeah well I, I think
1: very few atheists realize that and that's you know i do think you need some you know leaps of faith to be able to orient yourself and act but that doesn't make me religious i'm not i mean i, I say i'm not a religious person but i also I'm, i mean i normally say atheist but I'm, I'm kind of getting uncomfortable with that label because when you now when you say atheist it's picked you, up you, so much flag. it's picked up this idea that oh you, that means you're anti-religious or you don't think well, that so there's it you think non- only in believe only in science. in science i
0: say non-religious science. that's fine yes. if i say atheist it, people go what
2: because exactly, i, I yeah. think i think the problem with atheists is for some reason atheism has picked up this idea that you really spitefully not only you do, do you not like it's fine if you don't want to believe but like the thing with atheism is it's picked up this stigma of you would like to also take away someone else's belief structure so you go to your fucking youtube comment section and you go yeah. ah dawkins devours the planet type in like, <laughs> yeah. using logic 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 and caps you I mean it's like i i don't i don't believe in god but if someone came up to me and went oh, i believe in catholicism i am like cool I, I, w- I wouldn't go oh well you sir you're you're worshiping a dead fucking prophet you are and then, i like, would go i and, would say that with uh fundamentalists and creationists but that's that's different though because that's 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 like a that's an extreme sect almost
1: yeah, yeah. that's that's the problem it doesn't necessarily come packaged with because like when you say i am religious that could come that could mean so exactly, many things yeah, like, yeah. like we were
2: saying about the, the um the christians who don't actually believe in like uh, a celestial being of God yes. they, they believe in like humanity it's I, like I do
0: fundamentally set myself apart From in, in opposition to anybody Who believes in objective truth Whether it's a, a fucking Objective truth the, Prescriptive truth then so, Something that's being prescribed to other people So when you get, There's a street preacher With a handlebar moustache on the street the other day. Why
2: does he have to have a, Oh, okay, go on. So, yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, I, 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 I thought it was just a character you created, but it's an actual person. Is this,
1: is this like an anti realist position or is this like a relativist position or is this like a. What, are, we my talking, are we talking specifically about something else? Yeah. Because I'm a bit. When, the minute you oh, say right. non objective truth, I'm, I'm immediately getting the, the epistemic shoes on and I'm sort of going, hmm, okay, is this. Are we talking the, about well, this, realism? The, but, now, this
0: guy or? said that we should believe in Christianity because it's true
2: oh case case closed boys this is true
0: we've gone way off topic from but but that that fundamentally is is what I have a problem with and that, that goes for fascists it's atheists
1: <clears throat> yeah, Just to make sure people don't misinterpret, I get it now. So it's, it's the idea of prescribing things that you think are objectively true on other people, yeah, despite the doubt factors of those. I mean, uh, uh, m-
0: more specifically, moral truths. Really? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah yeah, mor- yeah, 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 yeah. If, you know even if you think like there is a there is moral realism if even if you do think there are like objective universal moral truths it's still there's still enough doubt that it doesn't make sense to go around saying well you're object you know of it course, doesn't necessarily yeah, yeah. yeah you can't necessarily go around heavily prescri- although i do think that advocating for certain moral principles oh, yeah. is good yes it's advocate, healthy but yeah but, but in, yeah like you said a prescriptive ad- yeah ad- it, it, it's wrong. just
0: getting rid of dogmatism. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's the same, it's the same thing that we were talking about with mindfulness, where you, you kind of want to say to people like, oh yeah, you, you might be happy if you do like, oh, happy's bullshit, but you, know, you might, you might be helped by having like 10 minutes thinking about or concentrating on like the present, but you don't want to go around and like attack people and force them to concentrate on the present.